Welcome to Walking in Beauty, a podcast designed to share the stories of forest yoga teachers all over the world. This is episode two. Welcome to Walking in Beauty. We're Hi. your hosts. The, the Volcanoes. volcanoes. <laughs> this is our second podcast ever. And my name is Rosie Volcano. And I don't have a name. And we thought we'd <laughs> talk about this a little bit because it's good to know the hosts of your podcast. Um, so what's going on right now is we are a married couple. And uh, me, Rosie, I am female. And Kit is something in the middle. And we are still looking for a name for him. It. <laughs> so we're in a process right now of discovering a name that starts with a K sound for this person. And, and I, so I just keep trying on a few on different names and it yet yeah, how do you know when a name is right for you? Yeah, so we've gone through Killian. Man, I didn't like Kit. Killian. Right yeah. now in Scotland, we're using the name Kit, but we also will call him Cucumber, Coinstar, Quaalude, Curtain Rod, Curmudgeon. Yeah, pretty Cook. much anything that starts with a K. Cookie, Kitten, Kitchen, Ketchup. <laughs> so, in case you were wondering who we are, this is who we are. We're bringing this podcast to you today in a blanket fort in our living room in Scotland. We're learning that hiding under a blanket makes the sound a lot better. And it also makes it much more adventurous. And hot. <laughs> and it's pleasantly warm under here. So right now we are on a traveling yoga teaching adventure. Uh, we're working with Finlay Wilson in Dundee, Scotland at his beautiful yoga studio, Heart Space Yoga. And we are teaching some workshops while we're here in the UK and in Europe. What do you want me to say? Today's episode is... In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Miriam Rivas. Miriam is the cutest, sweetest person ever. Well, we just fell in love with her. She is just amazing. Yeah, she lives in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And she has been teaching forest yoga for a few years now, uh, two years now. And she's also learning a tradition of shamanic energy healing with Pete Bernard in the Algonquin tradition. She is just beautiful. Yeah, what I loved about Miriam is how openly she shared and how sweet she was in her sharing. She's just, she's one of those people that when you're around her, you feel like she makes you a better person. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to our interview with Miriam. Miriam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you for having me as well and to, to, to share all of this with everyone. It's a pleasure for me. Yeah, the pleasure is all ours, actually. So Miriam, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Where do you live and what are you currently doing with Forest Yoga? Well, I, I, I live in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Mm. I did my foundation teacher training in San Francisco in March 2015. Um, I finished up 
the mentorship program with Brian Campbell that we started uh, in March 2016. Uh, we just finished it. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah Brian's amazing, isn't so he? Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Yeah. So where are you teaching yoga now? I teach in Ottawa, um, uh, as you are going to see along the, the interview, that is not my main job. Uh, I do it uh, because I want to. Uh, I have a small group of the students. They are very committed. Uh, I am planning to grow uh, a long time to go to a yoga center and perhaps in the future to open up something for myself. But so far is this group of the students that is so rewarding. And also I do, from time to time, I do a volunteer a yoga classes for different organizations. So it's a way as well to share forest yoga in another venues. Cool. And Miriam, tell us about your teaching style. Uh, it's based on the strength. Uh, as Brian said, it's an explosion of energy. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, it's based on sweetness, self-care and beauty. Um, it's like that explosion of energy that Brian describes also with a sweet ocean breeze on the face. So I am able to provide both things because I am my, when I am teaching, I am raw. I am, by, I am by myself. I am what I am. There is no facades. And I am that. I am a strong woman that scares people sometimes. And at the same time, I am a sweet woman. And, well, that combination is what I provide. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that sweet ocean breeze on the face. That's a really nice description. Yeah. But we need that, no? We need to feel that. I felt it in your description. Uh, what other styles, practices, or healing tools are part of your repertoire? Shamanic healing. I, I, I am under the training of uh, Peter Bernard, uh, which is an Algonquin medicine man here in the region. Uh, it's my first year with him, um, but I am in the process of changing. It's incredible how much my teaching and my practice is affected by the shamanic healing. I am able to to detect easily certain certain en energies and certain aspect of, of of what Anna was explaining before that I couldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they were saying reading energy. What was that? What is that? But now is that it started to, to open up, it started to, to develop, and it's amazing. It is amazing. It's, uh, and I feel so secure on myself. It's like um, they complement each other so well. 
even in my healing process, it started everything in my healing process. Uh, I was having flare-ups during the, my practice in different poses, and um, I was bringing that experience to, to the training, to the shamanic healing training. I was talking with my, 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 my colleagues in there and with teacher, and at the end I was doing a healing, and then everything, and in the next practice, the truth was unveiled. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we say very freely, yes, we want to speak the truth. And I, I have an experience that I asked for that truth to the universe. And I received like, are you ready for the truth? And I say, yes, because I am like that. I am Argentinian. Yes, I am ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I am ready. When I received the truth after my practice and after the healing, well, it was hard. It was so hard. Can you I tell learned. us a little more? Can you tell us how hard it was? Hard. It was very hard. hard. Oh, Jesus. Can you tell us how yeah, hard? It was I think hard it was because... hot. <laughs> no, it was hot. Sorry. I, I want <laughs> it. Would be, it would have been so nice. <laughs> no, it was hard. H A R D. Hard. Um, it, it was um, hurtful. In, in a peaceful way, no, because we are healing, but at the same time, to realize that that was true in your life and in your past, something that the mind totally blocked it, and I was feeling in my body, and then my unconscious started speaking, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but okay, I am brave, and I am healing, so it, if I, 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 I knew that true it because and the universe let that happen is because I was ready to listen to that truth. So we have to trust the process. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole shamanic healing process. It's really beautiful. And it doesn't come for you until you're ready for it. Yeah, it's true. And I was I wanted that so badly. And the truth was not open up yet and I think that when it opened up for I was one of the first one to 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 subscribe to that and to apply for that but yeah yeah it's I, I cannot believe that at, at, at this time of my life I am facing all of this when I I spent most part of my life studying, going to university, having a career, coming to Canada, emigrating, facing all of that, studying again, having a license again in this country. And and then when I started practicing forest yoga, my life started being upside down again in a very good way. So, yeah, incredible. Yeah, it sounds like your whole life has completely changed in the last two years. Can you back up a little bit and give us a little bit more of a detailed picture of what that looked like? How did you find forest yoga? Uh, I, I was, I was practicing. Is is related with who brought you to yoga? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I started, I started practicing yoga in 2012 
because of a broken heart. I was totally devastated. That person broke my heart in thousands of pieces. And the only place that I couldn't think was in a yoga class in, at Prana Shanti Center. Uh, the coincidence with Prana Shanti is that the director of Prana Shanti knew Anna Forrest because of an injury in her back. So she was, and she's still bringing Anna from time to time to do workshops. And so one day there was this workshop, uh, but not related to, not uh, about Anna, it was another forest yoga instructor who brought um, this forest yoga workshop. And I, I was with my instructor, the regular one that I was going, and she said to me, Mira, are you going to the forest yoga uh, class? I said, no, I am exhausted. I just did one class. I'm not going. No, just come, come, come with me. What case scenario you, you back off and that's it. And I went there and I felt very good. And I said, oh, this is so great. I can do some other poses that, that I, I am not able to do it in, in the regular classes. So that's how it started. Mm. And then I went to a, a workshop with Anna and I met Anna that was how the, the whole thing changed <laughs> when I met Anna. Not only when I started practicing for yoga, it's when I met Anna. When I saw that woman, eh, I, I was not able to, I was not able to do some poses and she met myself in there where I was at that time. Mm -hmm. And that ability that she has and the assistant team has to do that, which everyone does amazing. That's one, one of her beautiful skills among 100 that she has, to meet the student where the student is. And that's what she did. And the first assist that she did to me was touching my, my pelvic area. And she said to me, breathe in. Why your inhales are longer than your exhales? And I said, okay, and breathe in here. And I send the breath in there, in the pelvic area. And she said, did you see, did you, did you feel how beautiful it is? I can tell you that that was the first hint of, my, of, of that truth that I was talking about. Mm. That woman, the first assist that I had from her was that one. Something so simple, like placing the hand on the pelvic area. Mm -hmm. And was the first hint. Mm -hmm. Huge. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. It is. It is incredible. Isn't it wild how she can touch so many individuals in that sense and just brighten you up and and show you your own truth she does that to everybody she meets she's just yeah, so it's, incredible it's with yeah she's with everyone yeah she can really sense exactly what we need in the moment which is just yeah. phenomenal so the next question what has been your favorite experience with any other forest yoga teacher or guardian uh well i have two to mention one is brian campbell my mentor, uh, who, who 
show me how much I can evolve and grow. Um, and that is that I can envision everything that I want and I can achieve that. It's a feeling, I, I, I put it on words, but it's, it was a feeling to be sure that you can envision that if it's good for you, it will, it will come. To, I was able to, to be in touch with, the, with my wiser self so close that that was incredible. That magic happens around Brian Campbell. The other instructor, and she's a forest yoga guardian in training, is Denise Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Denise was, okay, she's my instructor, and I learned that patience and self-love in the poses are essential in my case to reach the parts of my body to 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 heal in love and peace. Um, she showed me that, and because you, you are, I do not know if you are aware of that, but I have a, an injury in my left foot due to a car accident. So usually when I go in some poses, I have to go in a different way. Some poses I cannot reach right now. I will do it in the future. Um, so with her, I learned that with patience, patience and, and love to yourself is, is the key. And not feel frustrated. Sometimes I <laughs> out of the poses and you look frustrated. I said, no, not frustration. It's just a learning process and to take it as it is. And I have so many breakthroughs with Denise. She, um, other thing from Denise that I learned is how powerful our voice can be. She has that skill that her voice is a healing voice. So even that you, perhaps you are not seeing her, but you can listen to her, you can heal. And you can have breakthrough through practices, through the online, online uh, through the audience. You, you, don't, you don't need to see her doing the, the, the practice. Well, to have that is, is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> good to know. I've never taken any classes with Denise Hopkins before. So. But we will now. Definitely, we will now. Yeah, just like she has the online chakra series. Mm -hmm. You can contact her. She has the, the, the online chakra series. And also, she's part of the group Erika Mather group. Mm -hmm. So some, she, she has some classes in there as well when they post something. So go ahead. What is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome as a teacher? I'm going to, to read it because it's, it's very hard for to tell it, uh, to be beaten by other forest yoga teacher. It was very hard for me. Another forest yoga practitioners. Being a forest yoga teacher with a visible injury is something that not anyone can handle. And especially with some people who got stuck in their own pathway of evolution and healing. So when some people see me and Anna already detected that, that that was going to happen. She 
has foreseen this coming and the assistant in the foundation teacher training already detected that, that I had to be ready. But I didn't know that it was going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. And especially within my tribe. I thought that outside with another yoga teachers or another yoga practitioners, but I was not expecting that so close. That was the hardest part for me. That's the injury in your left foot? No, that it, it was not the injury. Is to be to to be beaten mm. by a, by another forest yoga instructor mm. and pra, forest yoga practitioner practitioners because they cannot handle that. I do not know. It, it, it's like I do not know because <laughs> I'm I'm not them. But it's like sometimes. You see me and you don't see perfection based on the definition of perfection of themselves. And you know that some of us in the tribe, they want to have the pose totally perfect. So looking at me, is that is not a perfection. So it may trigger something in them that then come back to me. Instead of, for some people, for instance, it's like, wow, she can do that? Okay, I can do better. I can, uh, if she can do it, I can do it. That's my, that, these are my students mm-hmm. right now. You can do it, I can do it. Perfect. This is so great. I don't need to be perfect. Those are my students. And those are some of my colleagues in the foundation teacher training yeah. or in the mentorship program. But some others is like, okay, what happened is something like that happens to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's not that perfect. So, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. It's hard. It's still hard. Last week happened, and it's also that something that I have to work on. I have to start protecting myself in another way and not letting those thoughts interfere with my teaching or my practice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes up to my practice is affected. I'm not going to, to let it go through that. Yeah, it's a, hard, it's a hard balance to find in being a forest yoga teacher, just deciding whether you're going to accept where you are in the moment as a teacher or whether you're going to look at all the other amazing forest yoga teachers out there and try to push yourself to be more like them because you need to make progress in your personal practice, but at the same time you have to have patience with yourself and where you're at in the moment. So that's a really difficult line to walk, definitely. Yeah, and also I would like to thank you both because being yourselves as you are, because yeah. you are raw, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you are raw, and that's what I like. That okay, they don't care if somebody is saying whatever. <laughs> if they care. Well, if they care, I don't know. <laughs> Not at all. I'm, a little I'm, bit, just a little. What is one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn in teaching that you think it would help others to know? Um. 
when we help healing others, we can reach very deeply. And this may scare some people, some students, and they don't know how to face it yet. Because as a healer, we can see further than them at that time. So, um, it, and we have to be ready that the student can react in a manner that is unexpected. And sometimes we go, because we love them so much, it's like, uh, oh wow, what is going on that she reacted in that way? And well, I have to learn that, well, I, perhaps I hit something uh, in that pose, in that assist, that, okay, she was ready up to there, no farther. And that was a hard lesson to learn because it, it, I, I, I thought that it was I, I did something wrong and I didn't. It was that, okay, she was not ready yet to go farther. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest comes from the universe, to trust the universe, trusting that what we couldn't reach at the moment the universe will take care of that. As long as we set that intent to bring healing to our classes, to everyone, uh, I think that the universe will take care as, as long as the student wants to heal. Yeah. I'm just in silence. I just love what you're saying, Miriam. I love everything that you're saying. It's so awesome. Thank oh, you. thank you so much. Yeah, that's yeah. such a wonderful lesson. And I love doing these interviews because we get to hear these things that I need to hear from the people we're interviewing. Yeah. Just in the universe that the lessons you're trying to get through to your students, that they're going to happen. That's that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, yeah that's really that beautiful. Is- and you're just so, so sparkly, too. You're just like yeah. that fresh ocean breeze, just like you said Brian you was are. saying about you. And it's just really... Um, it's really lovely just being able to see you and hear your voice. I wish I could take one of your classes. Oh, yes. Come to, to Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we should do a Canadian tour for sure. Yeah, we're really just trying to take everybody up on when they say come here. Yeah. You got a floor to. we can sleep on? You got a couch? <laughs> yes, and a, and a dog. <laughs> I you love dog. dogs. I know. That's the reason that I'm telling you. He's oh, good. right here. Checking. <clears throat> What's his name? Gianni, like Gianni Versace. Aww. Yeah, Cute. because Gianni Versace was such a creative man. And he was a family person. And he created so much beauty with his skills then when we lost him in this level of consciousness, uh, I thought, okay, when I have a, if I have a dog, he will be named by someone that I really admire. And I admire Johnny Versace. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think we may have already heard the answer to this question, but you may have another story. What was your most transformative moment with Anna? 
my, no, my most transformative moment with Anna was during the foundation teacher training that she sent me to teach Warrior One. Okay, so at that point I was doing the Warriors and at some moment I was losing the balance because I didn't know how, if you don't have a left heel to, to feel it on the mat, it's very easy to lose your balance. You have to learn what you have to activate in your left leg in order to feel the balance. So she sent me, she gave me those those poses to teach, and one of them was Warrior One. So I was uh, preparing the, the the pose to teach, and I was saying, "What I am going to do? What I am going to do in front of all the students in the public class if I fall?" And, and I said to I said to myself, well, what do I really like of this pose? I said, well, when I am not losing my balance, <laughs> what, I, what I like from this pose is that I feel all, all my dignity. I feel what so dignified. So I'm going to show that to the students. And if I fall, I fall. Okay. <laughs> so I was uh, teaching warrior one and what i did is i sent my left foot forward okay so it was i was totally exposed before 50 students for the first time in my whole life no so and i said okay this is it okay i go and i was in warrior one with my, <laughs> wrapping my shoulders and teaching and at a certain point, I opened my eyes and I was having Anna looking at me with a smile in her face. And I said, oh gosh. Okay, so I continued, I continued teaching and then I received the feedback from her. So she, she, she gave me the, the feedback, everything, blah, blah, that I have to correct this, correct that. But here is a transformative thing. She was the first human being who saw beauty in my left foot. Not only to touch my left foot, to see beauty in there. And I had that image of my teacher smiling at me. And I, I treasured that so much in my heart because that's what she did. She could see beauty where, where even my mom or my family members couldn't. And are, even now, I, they are not able. And it was her. And if she, she could see that beauty, I can see beauty in there. And I can show beauty through my left foot as well. It's not only through my blue eyes, it's not only through my blonde hair, it's not only how strong I am and how sweet I am. It's through every single part of my body and my spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that woman taught me that. That's Aho. amazing. Aho. Aho. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. She is amazing. 
I feel I feel a very similar way when I'm lucky enough to take a class with her is that I feel like she sees the deepest beauty within people and yeah. every aspect of them especially their their perceived flaws yeah you know yeah. that's they perceived that's the wording they mm. perceived flaws from us from ourselves and from others mm-hmm. but it's not incredible to see beauty where we think that there is no beauty yeah yeah it's a real gift yeah and she also knows how it's to, a gift yeah and she knows how to affirm what we need to hear yeah oh yeah which yeah, is, she has a voice. <laughs> it's one of those things that we can take from her and start giving to our students. Like, how can I affirm for them what they need to know? Yeah. How can yeah. we can what, become what, better healers through sharing the medicine she shared with us with others? Yeah, what, need, what they need to know is so important. What they need to know. Because sometimes we are so in the assist that, oh, she's not aligned, oh, she's collapsing, she's, a, uh, or he is. Wait. Perhaps I, I, I realize with one of my students that I say one word of beauty, or two words of beauty, about beauty and how wonderful she is, or, her, or some, something that is, and it's true. It's not that I'm, I, I, wanted, I want to, to be nice with her, it's true that it changed the whole practice. It changes mm-hmm. her whole practice from the, the rest of the hour. Yeah. yeah, so true. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wanna do the next question? You go for it, you're on a roll. Okay, next question. We are all guardians of this forest yoga medicine and it's our responsibility to make it feel right for us when we teach. How are you teaching forest yoga in a way that feels authentic to you? Uh, I am convinced that forest yoga is for everyone. Everyone. Not only for some specific people. It's for everyone. And and everyone can have benefit uh, from forest yoga in different aspects. what I, I, I learn is to teach any pose in stages. And I learned it from you, Rosie. I learned that from you. Yeah. I remember one day that I was asking you something. And I said, oh, that's so great. She, she, did it, she explained this pose in different stages. So I got it. This is an excellent strategy. And I, I got that and I said okay I, I am I'm bringing this to my own practice to to go as Ross is saying don't go directly in there go in the stages so I went in my own practice I went in the stages oh I got it <laughs> I remember yeah. that I think it was crossbow yeah I, yeah. And I got oh this is so great this is so great <laughs> um, yeah and eh, I learned that to teach in stages, so everyone is able to do something. As in, in, you can do a stage one, a stage two, 
then go and see if you can do a stage three. Mm -hmm. And perhaps now I can do a stage number 10 and wonderful. So I learned that to bring that into my, my, my teaching and to learn that everything is about what I can do now. Mm -hmm. Now, what I can do and celebrate that is a huge win. Yeah. And that's the reason that forest yoga is for everyone because it's about what we can do, not we cannot do. Mm-hmm. Because if, if I, myself, if I, I place in, in, the, in, in the position I cannot do, well, I couldn't do, I couldn't do will one year ago, and now I'm going to. Wow. I, I, yeah, and I, if, but if I stay in that circuit of I cannot, I cannot, no, okay, what I can do now? How do I have to activate my legs? What do I have to work in, in order to make my, my arms strong enough in order to, in a position that I was not liking at the time, I can go through? What is going on in my emotions that I cannot reach this pose? What I am experiencing? What do I have to heal? What question are you dying to answer that's not on the list? My age. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Never Miriam. in my whole nerd. How old are you, Miriam? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, come on. <laughs> Miriam's an no. infinite being. It's absolutely yeah. true. As we can meet in another life, and perhaps I will tell you there. Now I'm very coquette. <laughs> <It's this. laughs> Miriam, thank you so much for all of your thoughtful answers to our interview today. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Yeah, do online classes so everyone can reach the volcano magic everywhere. <laughs> That's a really good reminder because we've we've been meaning to make some online classes and we've been being really lazy about it. So uh, we maybe will definitely a, do maybe it. Maybe a little scared too. Yeah, yeah. we'll definitely oh, do it now. Don't be scared. Thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure talking with you. I can't wait to come to Canada and meet mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. Good night, Miriam. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I don't know what I'm saying next. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, thanks again thanks, for listening. Thanks again to our for listening. If you'd like to be featured on an episode of Walking in Beauty, send us an email at thelittlevolcano at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our website, thelittlevolcano.com, to learn more about our upcoming retreat. In the Azores. The Azores Islands. It's called Luminos. It's a six-day retreat, and it's going to be focusing on helping you remove the cobwebs of your life to uncover the truest form of your brilliance. It's basically just to inspire you, get you to do yoga. We're all going to have fun. We're going to connect. We're going to feel alive again. Yeah, we're going to help you create, uh, connect to your creative source. And, you know, most importantly, we're cooking our dinner on a volcano. An actual volcano. An actual volcano. The volcanoes are cooking a dinner on an actual volcano. So you really can't miss that. Yeah. Yeah, we really hope to see you there. Thanks a lot for listening. Aho. Aho.